Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What's going on? This is Jonathan Allen for the Washington Redskins. You are now listening to Shut Your Face. Hail to the Redskins. Welcome back to Shut Your Face. We're coming at you just a day after the final episode of the 10-part series called The Last Dance, chronicling the 97-98 Chicago Bulls. And basically, Michael Jordan threw his two three-peats with the Chicago Bulls. Um, It was a fantastic documentary series. Um, and it's going to take the, the entire time to talk about it on today's podcast. So buckle up. We're talking about the last dance today. Um, so we've all seen it at this point. Um, everyone is here. We're all here to discuss it. Nil, Nil, what's up? How's it going? Some. What up, DMV? So that's exactly what we're going to discuss today is the last dance. Um, we, Like I said, we've all three seen it at this point, all 10 episodes of this documentary, and we're going to share our thoughts. So, Neil, I'll start with you. Maybe we'll just go around the three of us and just give our um, general uh, takeaways or our, our thoughts about the entire documentary. So, Neil, what do you think? Well... First, first, I'm going to say this with, uh, you know, with with ESPN and the way that they uh, they decided to give us all a treat during this difficult time and to roll out uh, the last dance um, in April instead of June, like it was like originally planned. I think obviously they knew what type of numbers and what type of ratings they were going to get. But I don't think they would have. I don't think they foresaw how amazing almost every single sports fan, whether you were a Jordan fan or not, yeah, uh, felt that this docu series was. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know if there are any. And and may, maybe for us, it's a little bit more like there's literally we're, we're starved for sports right now. We're starved for anything, mm-hmm. and then of course throw in the fact that it's about. Michael Jeffrey Jordan and the Chicago Bulls and takes us all back at least our uh, um our uh, generation. generation takes yeah. us back to our childhood uh it's nostalgic it takes us back to those days when it was just it was just something different i mean I, I don't even know if there are enough adjectives to describe this it was it was something that it it just kept you enthralled it was mm-hmm. compelling riveting um, emotion-filled, just fun, pa- fun-filled, just um, incredible to see the behind-the-scenes uh, views of coaches, players, former players, rivals of Mike. Yeah. There's one thing that I felt like after watching every single episode was the the it, 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 I, and it, of course it's it's been over 20 years now, but it, it's more of like whether it was Reggie Miller. Um, 
who else was on there? Gary Isaiah. Payton, whoever else was on there, they all talked about Michael like it's it's not even a question for them. Like, yeah. you know, nowadays everyone is like Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, whoever, you know, LeBron, like everyone is like, no, I'm the best. Russell Westbrook, I'm the best player in the league. Like, like every, I, that's how you should be, right? I mean, you're a competitor. You always want to feel that you are the best player that steps on the floor night in and night out. And it was almost a consensus for all of these greats <laughs> that yeah. Michael Jordan was just better than me. And there was just nothing, you know, to, to, to kind of get that sense from like a Reggie Miller, from a Magic Johnson, from a Larry Bird. And Charles Barkley even said it in the, I think, episode five or six. He was like, there was that series was the first time he ever felt as a live, active basketball player that there just might be someone in this world that's better than me at basketball. That's a great point. You know, and there you you don't you don't have that nowadays. I mean, I mean, it's just there's just something different about Michael, and to see you know, I think at the end of episode seven, just put it very, put it put it very um, blatantly out there to to show Mike's perspective as a human being, for him to get emotional at the end, and basically you see that human aspect of you see that side of him that's like, this is my all, like this is my life, I live eat sleep drink this sport mm -hmm. and to me my teammates i want everyone to be on the same page about winning but i will you know and if you're on this team that's my expectation of you but that's because i care like this is what it means a lot to me and i i care enough about you to want the same thing like you don't necessarily and i think there's a misconception it's like you don't necessarily have to be as good as i am whatever like i don't need you to be on my level but i want you to want it as much as I want it. Mm -hmm. I want you to push as much as I push. I want you to dedicate yourself as much as I dedicate myself. And mm -hmm. just overall, it was just a masterpiece. Jason Heyer, the director of this, uh, this um, docuseries, hats off to you, man. You deserve an Oscar <laughs> if there ever was yeah. one. And I yeah. like that. And the thing, too, is I like that he was open um, on the platform to discuss also. Like, he would be on Jalen and Jacoby, and he would be doing the circuit yeah. on uh, ESPN and we'd be able to see him and, and hear from his uh, um, perspective all the way through this docuseries. So yeah, I, I think big props to him for sure. And it was, it was like Jordan's desire to just win mm -hmm. that. Yeah. All that, that's what he wanted to elevate each of these players to. Like he wasn't trying yeah. to better them as human beings or he wasn't trying to <laughs> like uh, make them better versions of themselves to win beyond the time that he was there like anything like that he just wanted to win every season mm -hmm. like that was his exactly. goal so uh, yeah i i think those are good good takeaways so what do you, what about you well you know just to like echo nil's settlement you know sediments um it was it was the best sports documentary i've just ever seen Mm. Might just be the, the 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 best documentary I've ever seen, regardless of it, if it being sports or not. Uh, we got an inside take at Michael, you know, from ninety, what from eighty four to ninety eight, pretty much. Yeah. Um, just the greatest basketball player I have ever seen play, and I'm not even a fan of him anymore. <laughs> and I've made that pretty clear with with you guys, but. <laughs> there's just there's just there's just no debate and it's not 
this is just not me coming from like a biased standpoint where he was my hero growing up and why I loved the game and so many other things. It was, it's just clear. There's just, it's, it's, it's simple and plain. There's, there's no gray area. Well, what if this, what if that, what if in this era, what if in that era, what if he had this, what if he didn't have this, he's just that, <laughs> you know, um, you can you can go through all the greats from any era. He's just better. I mean, and no disrespect to any of the great players. Mm. They're all legends in their own right. You know, from from Kareem to Wilt to Russell to Magic Bird, and you know, in in uh, in like today's game, LeBron, Kobe, uh, uh, KD, all those all those guys, and and in my opinion, you know, LeBron and Kobe. Are, are are the closest to him, <clears throat> but Michael is 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 Michael, and the fact that he just didn't lose when the stakes were at its greatest, when there was so much risk involved, he he didn't lose, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, but I will say this, I will say this to maybe segue into what I really wanted to say. <laughs> Uh, I mean, like you asked me, or or like we were about to uh, maybe like touching this later on, but let me just get this uh, here off your chest right now, out of the way. <laughs> right? Um, did I lose some respect for him? I did. As as an individual, I did. Really? Um, there's there's a certain humility that you can you can display while being the while being the best. And there are certain comments he made about deity. I'm not going to delve into what he said, but there are certain comments that I didn't appreciate. Um, I was like, really? And, and me, looking back, 1998, I was 14 years old. So I was just like so in awe of him. Like, well, you know, he's my hero. I want to, hopefully I can be him one day, you know, or, or like whatever. But after looking into the in-depth scope of him, I did lose, I did lose respect. Mm. In a sense. So was it more of um, hearing his attitude and what he had said back in <clears throat> those days, like back when the footage was actually um, rolling, or it has something to do with his take for the documentary? You know, like he was in his house with the iPad and that that part of the docu series. No, was it, it was nothing? Just, it was just everything yeah. behind the scenes, right? Exactly. Okay. Like how we how we belittle teammates? Look, I am all for. I am all for challenging teammates, pushing teammates, you know, being competitive and all that stuff. But when you when you cross the line and you and you curse at them and you belittle them, I like get his what he was trying to do, but I think that there was a better way of of doing it. Even like Phil Jackson said, Michael had to learn and he still was learning how to how to bring out the best in his teammates in a more positive way. Because I don't think Phil Jackson or even Scottie Pippen was really for for that, because they led in a different way. Scottie was the more, you know, great job. You're going to do better. You're going to do this. You're going to do that. And Michael was just the the biggest a hole <laughs> anybody could ever witness. Mm-hmm. Um, and and also, this was a Bulls documentary, right? Right. It was a it was a right. Bulls documentary, but primarily, made, yeah. Right, but it was primarily a Jordan documentary. I right. thought that they could have given more shine to Scottie Pippen 
and and like and like his journey up the ranks and 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 him becoming the a a great great player in his own right mm-hmm. you know i think they should have leveled it out just just a tad bit yeah. Look, Jordan's Jordan's the greatest, and, and he and he is by far and away the the greatest star on that team. I am not disputing that, but it could have been more even keel, or or just more like even evenly toned, right? In the in the uh, docu series documentary, and that's that's where I'm at it at with it too. Like my my big criticism is the validity of it being a, a true true documentary. Um, because mm. it it really wasn't that it was it was the most entertaining piece of um, footage like past footage that we've seen and the stories told by some of those players too. I mean that's mm. all in there. Like Neil said, Reggie Miller, Isaiah Thomas, John Stockton, Magic Johnson, like all of them. Um, even opponents and rivals are in this documentary, so it's it's cool. And and maybe it's overthinking things um, when you when you talk about well, there shouldn't be any bias involved. And the man that actually produced the documentary, Michael Jordan, is the one that's in the documentary. So obviously um, he had some say on what was going to be included. So there, there is definitely an, a legitimate criticism there, I think. But, but I, I, don't, I don't think there was bias. I just think that they focused on him more. Bias is like they were favoring him. Like they didn't, they only show like the good side about him, but they didn't. They, they did uh, delve into his, oh, yeah, his, his gambling uh, situation. Um, some other thing. Oh, they, him not they taking got to any political and... stances uh, for the African American right. uh, uh, community. So they did also kind of criticize him in that sense. So right. there wasn't bias in that way. No, and no, also no. Like I agree. how he was as a, as a teammate. Like he, you know, uh, to some point, yeah, I mean, he was a jerk. Let's just put it. Let's let's just put it how um say it how it how it was. It. I mean, right. he was an asshole, straight up asshole to his teammates, especially to the ones that were uh, were new and the ones he was trying to push. He had a, he had his own reasoning behind it, but at the end of the day, he was just a jerk. And they didn't. I felt like they didn't leave that out. And if yeah. if it was if it was more catered to just um <laughs> showcasing Jordan's uh oh. great moments and just right. how he was as, as an amazing basketball player. I think Jordan would have been like, yeah, only put those clips in. Right. But I think he wanted everyone to know that, you know, and maybe even part of it just to kind of get the, you know, set the record straight. Because right. he has always had this um, reputation of, yeah, he was an asshole teammate. He was all this. But he was like, I, I, I was. I can see how I was portrayed that way. And again, that's to the end of episode seven, right? People viewed me as a tyrant. Why did they view me as a tyrant? Well, it's because you all have never won anything before. You know, that's exactly <laughs> yeah. what he see, said. But, but see, but that's that's where I disagree with 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 Michael. He's he's pretty much saying, uh, you if you win, this is how you this is how you behave. Bird and Magic won. <laughs> so many other players won. You know, Kareem won. Right. I mean, but they led differently. So f- for him to say that was like, really, Michael? Are you the only winner? Jordan really? also didn't have the teams like Bird and Magic had. But yeah. ma- but they didn't see, they didn't magic... have to they didn't have to because they oh, were the, a lot of the no. time you they were, they were the young bucks on the team too for, for some of those championships. But no, George Bird was always was the, no, Bird was the oldest. Uh, he was the best player on that team. It's not like he, he was. was playing behind a behind like a Kareem like Magic was. That's true. Bird but he was, was playing with leader. a lot more all stars than Jordan was playing with. Right. Okay. But no. But no. But for him to say because you've never won anything. What is what does that mean? Like these guys haven't won? No, not 
he he's saying he's saying for people who have this perspective of him, it's like it's it's hard for him to explain why he was the way he was. It's just it's just more of he wanted he wanted to just push. It was a nice cop out. Team. It was a nice cop out to me. Sure, sure. I, I mean, mean that, that is okay. Michael Jordan, though. I mean, it, like I like some said it. that it is a cop out because he's just trying to rationalize why he was this way, but he right. couldn't be any other way. Jordan doesn't have that in him. Like he well, just. I, I think he did. He did, but when it came down to in game, in practice, he was just zoned in. Outside, mm-hmm. he was. I remember. I remember reading a like a like a book about him, and someone was saying. Off the court, he was really goofy, really always playing around, joking around. But then once once sports came to, I mean, once basketball came, you know, came into focus on uh, on the court or in practice, it was like a switch. <laughs> he would just go from zero to one hundred, just like that. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and what, I mean, what was your um, your take overall of the? Oh, fantastic! Just just absolutely, uh, just absolutely fantastic. I I definitely share your sentiments with the nostalgia, the music. There's a Spotify playlist with all the <laughs> music. It's just so good. I listen to it at night when I'm not even watching this series. It's it right. like all of that, and as basketball fans, we we kind of get the the back and forth and we really vibed with or I'll just speak for myself I really vibed with the way the director kind of played it out like mm-hmm. we're going to tell a story from the beginning 1984 and even prior to that before Jordan got there um and then we're going to flip back to the 97 98 um season like and it kept going back and forth now if you that didn't, was nice. if that you was didn't watch basketball if you don't have any kind of knowledge about the Chicago Bulls and Michael Jordan I could imagine you'd be a little lost. Like, what what is happening right now? Why are they flipping back and forth, really? Um, but having that kind of sense of the cr- the chronology of how things played out, and then to fill the gaps like they did, because I learned a lot. To be honest with you, you guys were fans of Michael Jordan at the time. Some now no more, but at the no, time you never, were fans of again, Michael Jordan. Yeah, so y- you may have followed him a lot closer. Um, but I actually learned. Yeah, learned quite a bit um, mm. in the documentary, but having that kind of baseline knowledge helped. And I think that's who it was really catered to. Like, I think a lot of people, a lot of sports fans knew Michael, knew the Chicago Bulls, but didn't right. have all the little pieces to the puzzle filled in. Yeah. Um, and just to complete my thought on the, on, the, on the bias, just really quickly, it's not that they made Jordan look bad, because that was a credit to them, because they kept a lot yeah. of stuff in. but. I can imagine that there's a lot of pieces to the puzzle that he didn't allow in. And, a, and an objective like, documentary person, mm-hmm. documentarist, for lack of a better, I don't know. Um, Word. How much did we get to see his family, like his wife and his kids? No, but that's, that's, that's I mean, this documentary was focused why, on his family. Why maybe. highlight? His personal yeah. life. This was like, just, but what, there was. What, um, what, uh, this was the last season. But there what was, impact would that have had over the series? Well, as that's a whole? the question. It was more of Michael Jordan, the basketball player, essentially. Right. Right. Not really. I mean, his relationship with his dad. He talks about his relationship with his security guards. He talks yeah, about even all, his those mom. Those are surface level things, B. They aren't going to go in, in depth about his family life and his family upbringing and all that stuff. I, I think I'll I mean, tell you every what, I, I every player saying. every player did have as they had their own little time to talk about their uh lives. Their their um personal relationships were on display. 
I mean, the, I mean, but yeah, but they were very surface things, like Scotty and his family with his dad, Steve Kerr with his dad yeah. passing. Those are all like small. Uh, those are nibbits, huge, so. man. Yeah, but they, you know, they were they were huge, but they were but they weren't they weren't the focus. Right, they right. They were just just like a nice side story. Yeah, but, and mm-hmm. I think they highlight his relationship with his dad a little bit more because. I think it's safe to say that it it definitely was the biggest contributor to why he retired in 93 and went on to play baseball and didn't want to come back. Yeah, true. But see, the you thing know? is, I I think he was going to retire anyway. It just it, it right. was just a coincidence that it happened to be that summer that he was murdered because right. because back because as of the 91 92 season, he said the only reason why I'm not retiring this summer is because Bird and Magic never won three in a row. Mm-hmm. So that was his motivation. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So he was going to do it regardless, I think. Yeah, and just like other little things like Tony Kukoc not getting much shine, and he how big of an impact oh. he was on the '97 team. Yeah, for sure. Um, Definitely agree with you on that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, just, like, how are you going to how are you going to feature Steve Kerr, who's pretty much like an eighth, ninth man on the roster, versus the best sixth man in the league? That's true. But I think the they did that because. Oh. This guy was Kerr hit was one of the he hit the game winning shot to clinch the seventh the no they uh, did it the be, title they did it because Kerr's a more of a household yeah. name being the coach he's, of the he's like a recent fi- figure right now yeah. he's a recent figure no, yeah. but that's I, true too because he's Kerr, the I current head coach of the to, I like will give this to, to like Steve uh, um, Warriors though. I like will give this to Steve Kerr though he was the only guy out of all the Bulls who who really. You know, stepped up to Michael and said, "You know, you know, enough," because he yeah. he went back right at him. And this is, yeah. this is this guy is not the biggest guy. On, you know, he's what six two or whatever. Not the not the biggest, not the strongest. But he let Michael know, "Look, I'm not there with you physically, but you're not going to talk to me like that." Leading up that to thing. that moment, I was um, I was hoping there was some footage that we would see <laughs> with their actual fight. I, I was just hoping, uh, man. I would it, love to see Steve it Kerr been like throw a haymaker. It could have been like me and Looms, but <laughs> <laughs> to throw a haymaker in there, like I would, I would have loved to have seen that, but um, we didn't get to see that. Uh, yeah. I, no, ahead, no. No, I was gonna say I, I will say that one thing I didn't really know as well, or obviously, um, I, I didn't um have that much memory on was the uh, like how how detrimental the all of their relationships were with Jerry Krause. With yeah, Krause. No, no, he was, like no, I didn't know it was to that extent, like where it was just like like Jordan did not like him, <laughs> Phil didn't like him, Scotty didn't like him, he screwed his contract. Like no one liked yeah. Jerry Krause. And and the thing was Krause but, was so was so um had such an ego that he just wanted to prove that they could win without Jordan, because he was he was jealous. Jordan was getting all the credit and all the hype, and he everyone was just overlooking him. And the thing was, you you didn't even draft Jordan. Rob Thorne, uh, Rod Thorne but, drafted Jordan. But, like he weren't even the GM at the time. You know? Yeah, but no, but but to be but to be fair to the man, he's the one that constructed that team. Yeah, but at the end of the day, does he step on the court and do? do no, uh, yeah, but but look at look at like all the great GMs. Look at Jerry West. How how many great teams he's constructed? They have to get credit. I mean, well, and, I mean, and I think Michael only used. I don't. I don't know why Michael's. What Michael's gripe with, with him started from, like, 
Was it because he screwed over Scotty? Scotty is the one that agreed to the contract for the seven-year, eighteen-million-dollar contract. He's yeah, the one was, that signed it. It was well known that after the second and third championship, the Scotty wanted to restructure, and they didn't. They didn't want him to restructure because they were just like he's already signed for so cheap. And then they were able to go out and get Tony Kukoc, and they were paying Tony Kukoc more. more than what they were paying Scotty Pippen. Does that make Scottie any sense? Scotty was arguably the second best player in the league, or at least exactly. top five. And he exactly. was being paid like a like a like a hundred and twenty second, hundred and twenty second best player. That's crazy. But all but to some's point, I mean, you you do have Dennis Rodman, Steve Kerr, Tony Kukoc on that team because of Jerry Krause, Horace 100%. Grant, Horace 100%. Grant, Horace Grant in uh, in the previous in the previous yeah Krause's moves. This is my thing though. I think people gave him credit. But he Did wanted they? the the utmost credit. Yeah. He wanted to be. He wanted people to say that this guy is the mastermind behind all these championships. <clears throat> but no, people were saying they're winning because of Jordan and mainly because of Jordan and Phil. Yeah. And he didn't like that. He he took gripe. He had a gripe with that because he was. I don't know about that. I mean, it was, I don't know because. Oh no, I fully believe that we of all people should know that having Bruce Allen and Mike Shanahan and learning from that situation. <laughs> No, but yeah. see, but see, so so when they asked him who wins championships, he says, uh, uh, the organization as a whole wins championships. But but the report was he said that pretty much only organizations wins championships. And then Michael spun it and be like, well, you know, were you on the court with a sprained ankle? Were you this? It was blown out of proportion. I I think, I think Michael had had a had like a personal thing with them, and he kind of blew it out of proportion. He knew exactly what, what was exactly said. But, but I mean, no, but I mean, I don't think you can deny that Krauss didn't have that ego uh, about him. I mean, no, why would he, he secretly did. go and, and recruit Tony Kukoc? Why would he do certain things that he, he moved why, in such a why way? Why wouldn't to... you? B, why wouldn't you? You're a GM, right? You're a GM. You have the best player in Europe. You are, you're telling me if you're a GM to better your team for years to come, even if you have Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen, you are going to try to get better talent on your team to make your team more formidable. But they it, wasn't he not going to play? Like they didn't even it get matter, to use him the, at the but time. But he was scouting him for for the future. Right. We can get him over. You know, we can get him over to the U.S. down the line. Maybe not in you know next year or the year after, but he will eventually be a bull. You want to strengthen your team as a GM as much as possible. I don't care if you have the greatest player of all time. You want to strengthen your team, you know, and 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 just keep things going, mm-hmm. keep things moving. Right. So I, for me, why wouldn't you do that as a GM? Yeah. You're telling me if 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 there was like a college scout, uh, I mean, some some college player playing for whatever team, and the and the Redskins are bona fide Super Bowl contenders, you don't, you still wouldn't scout that guy to, to see if you can get him on the team. Well, I would want to do whatever I can to get players that can play now. I mean, I won't necessarily but, look look down the future because it it does. I mean, it's hard to determine what was his motive, right? I mean, yeah, you can get a great player that's going to potentially play <laughs> for you three years from now, or you can get a piece that's going to help us win now. And when you're but, that close but, to winning, maybe that's not the right thing to do. But B, we were talking about two years. He came to the, 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 the dream team was in 92. Mm-hmm. He went to scout Tony in 92. He was on the Bulls in 93, 94. So we're not talking about a five-year window. We're talking about maybe Yeah, but there was no guarantee window. he was even going to come at that point either. 
but you still have to do you still as a GM have to do your due diligence right, right. to get the best player. Like I have no problem with him doing that. I just think Scotty and Michael took it personally because he yeah. was maybe favoring him. Like he was talking about him a lot and and like they didn't like no, that. But but I think what what it added to it was the whole contract thing. It's like, "Oh, this guy, this brand new guy you're getting from Europe, you're just going to bring him on your team and pay him more." Then and I'm wanting to restructure mm-hmm. with you, and you're not doing, and I'm already on your team, and even with and I'm Phil already Jackson. producing championships for you. Yeah. That's okay. that's what they didn't like. And yeah. with Phil, that's, I mean, that's a good yeah, one. Phil too. Yeah, it was. Clearly, yeah, I don't know why he didn't like Phil. Like, what was his thing? With well, that's Phil? it adds to the same narrative that Neil and I are talking about that there was a uh, a need to actually get the credit. I mean, right. at least that's what the documentary made very clear. Was I mean, that you? You have the greatest coach of all time, and you, and you don't want to resign him. Yeah, like, I don't understand. But see, why didn't Jerry Reinsdorf, as the owner, step in? That's yeah, right. Kind right. Of had, yeah, and and I use like a trump card, and been like, hey, look, I own the team. You know, f you. Excuse my language, but f you. <laughs> sign him. Sign that's, him now. Yeah, that's what I wonder too. And I actually heard this. Uh, um, uh, I think it was on on, on another uh, podcast. That uh, Michael Jordan's agent, David Falk, right, one of the most uh, prominent agents in all of sports, they asked him that they said, "Why didn't Reinsdorf just fire Krause?" Yeah, but or just Trump about. Trump is... So the apparently this the 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 backstory on that is that Krause and Reinsdorf and Krause had just an unbelievable relationship with each other. Basically, they were boys. And also, Kraus was that guy that Reinsdorf was just like, I, I can't let this guy go. This is my, this is my boy type of thing. No. You know, like, like, like I, mm-hmm. it's very similar to, to, Bruce, uh, no, no. to Bruce Allen and, and Denzel. Not, yeah. They were just boys, right? How, how yeah. long was Bruce on our, on our team as a GM? How, how many years ago should he have been gone? Yeah. yeah. But yeah, it was you... just because Snyder and him were just boys, and he just could not let him go. Right. I and didn't. It, I didn't know that they were it, so close. Yeah. That. That's apparently what. What the the oh. story is. I see. Yeah. I mean, and and Reinsdorf even admitted it when the Chicago White Sox won the um, World Series that he even said that this meant more to him than all six Chicago Bulls championships. So we like wow. to think Reinsdorf as being this kind of owner that really cared and was was as involved but i think he really kind of washed his hands he owned multiple teams like yeah yeah um, that's a good point that's a good point yeah yeah his he, he wasn't as invested into the chicago bulls as he was into his other teams yeah yeah so let me ask you this then okay so as we move into some of the uh pointed questions here some has already said that this if you learned anything and i'm sure you learned other things during this whole five weeks um i i know you didn't know everything going into it so i'd be interested to see what you actually learned but you did mention that it did change your perspective on michael jordan a little bit you're not a fan much of his anymore um so the same question to nil are you did did this docuseries kind of change your mind on michael jordan in any way uh yeah it did in that if i had any ounce of doubt that he was the he would he that he may not be the greatest of all time it only further solidified that notion to me <laughs> that there is uh-huh. without any question michael yeah. jeffrey jordan is the greatest basketball player to ever step foot on a basketball court in history plain and simple yeah. uh, zero doubt zero discussion as of right now 
May 18, 2020, zero discussion that anyone else is the number one of all. Oh, time. yeah. Ain't no, ain't no argument when, if you put it in that know, perspective. Let's be real. A couple, weeks ago, couple of weeks ago, you, were, you, were, you weren't really too convinced. No, what he's saying is that <laughs> May 18th, I was not convinced until he said that last thing. If you're saying right now, um, yeah, this is the end of basketball. And May eighteenth, twenty twenty. This is the the, re- the rest is history. Like history is all we have. Michael mm-hmm. Jordan is the greatest basketball player of all time. Ain't no doubt about that. Mm. And this- I, the thing is, like, I, I, like to speak for. I mean, we've all having the three of us along with the rest of our crew. We've had discussions about like, you know, awesome. you know, is if LeBron wins four. Is there a possibility, you know, it, you know, it's, it's like now, like, I mean, to see the stuff that I saw, I have just never seen that. I mean, a lot of the, the, the things that happened in the eighties and just the, just the way Jordan played the game and, and how he was, there is just, there's just no way that anyone, I, I, in my opinion, there's no way that he, it's even, it's even close to this, be honest this, with the number two was, guy, whoever you want was, to put it number two. Yeah. This this man was so good, okay. The D- the Detroit Pistons had to make a book about him, the Jordan rules, <laughs> just to somehow to stop him somehow. Yeah, I mean, look, look again. Not a fan, never will be ever again. But it is what it is. All right, um, you can go into all these stats and numbers, analytics, and all this uh, that stuff that we just keep on talking about, and per, and this that, and this. When it comes down, for me, it's, it's, it's really simple, okay? Who gives me the best chance to win? I don't care how many stats you put up. Are those stats good enough to win you the game? You piling up those stats, do those actually help you win the game? Right. And to me, Michael Jordan's numbers could have been like 43-2, and two, but 15 of those points are coming in, 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 in with like five minutes left. When, when you need to buy a bucket, when you need a bucket, mm-hmm. when you need someone to say, hey, you know, the, you know, like the game is tight, give me a, you know, give me a bucket. That was Michael. He had, there's, yeah. there's, there's no debate. There. Yeah, sometimes we get it twisted on what basketball is. And this is what I, I always come back to is scoring buckets at the end of the day. That If you're making a metric as to what makes the best basketball player of all time, you got to put the most put m- most weight on scoring the basketball sure. because that's the only thing that'll let you win. That's the only thing. If you can put players in a position to actually ha- allow them to score great, that that helps too. But at the end of the day when the when the clock is winding down like you said, you need to get buckets. Um and and the greats have done that and that's including Kobe, LeBron, Kareem, Magic and and, and they've all done that well, that's why Magic, all... Magic was might have been like an outlier because he wasn't that much of a scorer he just won games but he just won I mean, no but he, I mean he took it over at the end though that's the but thing. he wasn't a, like he didn't have a like an offensive game like, like right. he was a great setup but I never I, like no one feared him scoring the ball right 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 i mean he had his fair share of game winners though Magic Johnson did, for sure. Yeah, um, he did. but I, but um, good. 
I just want to make it clear now that we've opened up the can i know i don't want to spend a lot of time on this about the goat discussion because like some said we've we've beat it like a dead horse um but beat a couple of horses yeah exactly is the book closed for you both no of course not i mean if okay. with seven championships there's like yeah. clearly a discussion okay yeah. so so okay i just yeah. want to make but sure I, that but, that's but out there that, because though. no because always, no. yeah yeah, but, but people are are making statements as if... But people are putting him above Jordan now, which no, I don't get. And I, I disagree with that too, but I think that the fact that the book is not closed means to say that you know that LeBron is close. No, they, I'm not saying he's yeah, close. He's in the ballpark. Yeah, I'm just saying it's... I, I'm just saying it. I mean, he, he still has three more to go. Think about it. He's only won three in 17 seasons. He's not going to get better as he gets older. So, so his window is closing very fast. As as other players uh, come into their own, like a James Harden, um, uh, Greek Freak, Kawhi is in his prime. You think it's going to be easy for him to win three championships? Even in his prime, he didn't win three. It took him seventeen seasons. No, how, seven, many, in, in how his, many seasons did Jordan play just with the Bulls? Uh, thirteen. So, and he won six out of thirteen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So almost half. Half of the years, number of years he played in the league, he won. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> the man didn't lose in the finals. That's the one thing I just don't like. This man, I know, whenever, that's crazy. like, come on. I mean, I don't think that with that so, uh, 13 is like, what, what are you including, though? Are you including the year two and are you including the 94, 95? I mean, when, 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 when he was drafted and when he retired the second time, that was, that was 13 seasons? That was 13 seasons, yeah, right? Yeah, I think yeah, so. I, yeah. I guess I, would, I, mean, I wouldn't count the second year. He missed almost pretty much the entire season. Yeah, but yeah. that second year, he also dropped 63 in the playoffs. In the playoffs. Yeah, mm-hmm. he did. He did do that. <laughs> NBA record, by the way. Yeah. Still to this day. Yeah, yeah in the playoffs. Against, against the eventual NBA champions. Yeah. I mean... Yeah, so but I mean, as long as we're on the same page with that, is that the book is not closed because no, the, 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 import- close. the, the there's, important there's a difference too. The important thing to say is that LeBron's not retired. That's that's when the book closes for now. Because I mean, obviously, anyone can come, and and basketball is going to continue on. And so, to say that Michael Jordan is the greatest of all time and he will always be the greatest of all time, that's just a fun statement to make, but doesn't actually mean anything. But it's also a realistic possibility to, to make. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's just so the, it's the expectation like, is really high. At least in our like, lifetime is what I'm saying. There's no way to I tell mean, that. I mean, because the, I mean, well, that's true a lot of people didn't think there would be a Michael Jordan. I mean, it's hard to conceive what's coming. Yeah, I mean, that's yeah. true, too. Well, I guess in terms of this era, this current era. But, it's, but again, it's a realistic possibility. Yeah. And then the last thing I want to bring up just just because we did it, but you guys are talking about it being championships and maybe the book is going to end up being closed for you. And I'm not, we're not going to, we're not going to talk about that because it's championships. But if LeBron ends up being this dominant for three decades, maybe we have to move the, the measure stick as to what the goat really is. That's all my question is going to be because Jordan, to be quite honest, did have a limited resume compared to some of these other guys like kobe and lebron limited resume yeah because he only played 12 13 years total okay that that's okay i mean th- that those are still it's still a long time to play it's still, just because it's, you're it, 
You can't say sample size wasn't big enough. Yeah, you can't. No, say but that. I'm saying if LeBron plays 20, 22 years at okay. a dominant level. But is he winning in the process? That's it. That's he winning a little bit. Great numbers. Is he putting up all these triple double numbers and like yeah, he's always exactly. up since 2003? He, he's LeBron James is the greatest stat stuffer this game's ever seen. No one's disputing that. Greatest all around player. But is he winning in the process? And it's it's to your point, B. What 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 is the objective of basketball? To score points, right? That's what you said, right? To win. Why? Why are you trying to score points to win the championship? Or, or oh, just to win I the game. If you're not, if you're not scoring that, points still... and you're not winning, or you're scoring points but you're not winning, you're not meeting the objective of the game. Right. Yeah, but I mean, there are a lot of factors going into whether you can win. You got to do your part. I mean, LeBron James has scored more in playoff game sevens than Michael Jordan. Because Michael Jordan never he never played really in Game played. Seven, not he, finals, he would kill not finals. Games in six. I'm not talking about the finals. I'm talking about playoffs. But he hardly played yeah. in, in uh, even game in the seven. playoffs. He never played hardly playing Game played, Seven. I think he played six. Game seven? He yeah, played, elimination. I, I, at least know, elimination. Either because you know any, he didn't play. Are we in talking game about sevens. once he started winning championships? No, 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 all no, time. no. I think he he played in three Game Sevens. Yeah. I know it's hard. No, game five. Game five he too. He played a game couple five. game fives when it was. No, but that's the point. I'm saying. I'm saying okay, at that so, point. So Cleveland game winner to 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 end the series in 1989, right? 90 he lost in game seven, right? Yeah. To the Pistons. The Pistons. 92 against the Knicks. He dominated that game. 42 yeah. points. What do you What are you trying and to then, Are you trying to disprove my stat? I'm telling you, LeBron has scored more in. Game in game sevens than Michael but has in game five and seven. Has LeBron played in? I'm saying on average, points per oh, game. I mean, the number of games you play in matter. Yeah, on, I'm talking about seven, on Michael's average. Four. The scoring average. Yeah, LeBron. I'm. I'm not. I'm not making a point. I'm just telling you a fact that LeBron James has scored more in those elimination games, game sevens and slash game fives for Jordan because he didn't have to do deal with the grueling game sevens in the first round ever um lebron never got that luxury how many how many times how many game sevens did lebron win of the ones that he played that i don't know i don't know i'll have to he look lost, that up he lost uh well no no but he did beat that golden state squad which is a pretty f- monumental feat I, yeah. but again he's not the one who hit the shot he made the block i give him that but he was not the one who, who hit the dagger. I mean, we're That's not going to get in. Time. We're not going to get that deep because we. I would be I'm happy saying, to get I'm that deep into who, it. Michael Jordan's hitting the shots to win the game. Mm, Kerr, Paxson. No, 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 but no, no. But that was in the game seven. I'm talking about game sevens. Michael yeah. Jordan's hitting, and yes, LeBron played big in that game seven, but he didn't hit the shot. So I can't give it to him completely. Oh, but anyway, I mean, yeah, but you're, you're talking about two different things, though. I mean, hitting the last shot, if that's our metric for who's the more clutch player, then we're limited in what we're looking at. you got to show up big in the biggest like, moments. That's no one's it. denying LeBron's one of the greatest players of all time. I mean, yeah. he is. He's unbelievable. I'm a LeBron it's fan. Top three. But top it's just three. that when you're comparing Jordan and LeBron, at this point in LeBron's career, I don't think there's enough, uh, enough to back, back up the claim for the for others who might say LeBron is the greatest of all time. No, well, here's here's the claim is basically LeBron has dominated for much much longer. 
I mean, yes, if you're talking that, as a career, that. no, no. I'm saying he's been to nine NBA finals and Jordan went to the, six. But come on. We, we're going to really go down this rabbit hole. No, I'm just, well, just let me make my points then. I'm just saying that it's no, just a matter put of. things in context though, too. It's the same context. There's no. No it's, no, it's not. When you're playing against a vastly inferior conference and you're getting to nine straight finals with two all-stars in their primes, is that much of an accomplishment when there's no other when there's no other uh, team in the East? Whereas Michael Jordan, he had to beat the Pistons, the Knicks, those those are bona fide contenders just to get into the finals. Come on, right? No, there's no doubting and that. So, but I mean, he, it's then, not the, like the he East didn't. Was definitely better than the West. Yeah, yeah. Back yeah. then, the Pacers that squad was a scary squad, man. Uh, the East was better than the West. I don't know about that. I don't know about that at all. I think when uh, I think when like Kobe came and when, when Shaq and Kobe started teaming up and got on their run, that's when the power shifted. I think. Yeah, in the nineties, the, in the East 90s, was I definitely the better East than the West. Mm, I don't know. I, I mean, if you look at like the Hall of Fame players that mm. were in the league at that time, you you would go to more in the West. I would imagine. In, let's, let's in look the at, 1990s? Look at Jordan's um, Hall of Fame. Who did he play against? So you got Ewing, Isaiah Thomas, Barkley. Bird. Bird, Alonzo. So there was Carl Malone, John Stockton. Shaquille. I mean, this is only the people he played against. So obviously he didn't play many playoff matchups against the West. I'll have to go back and look at that. I did, I, at some point, I do want to ask you guys a, a list of all of the superstars that I have listed. So <laughs> I, I have listed the number of superstars um, uh, that Jordan faced in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So he played Patrick Ewing five times, right? Yeah. In their playoff history. Um, and so I've counted those as five playoff matchups, right? And so mm-hmm. going through all of the superstars in his eras, I came up with 31 matchups versus superstars. 31? Both, e- wow. both East against East and West. East and West. Okay. So like, for example, Carmelo and John Stockton are two matchups because he faced both of them twice in back-to-back finals. Are you counting Clyde Drexler in this? I am counting, con- yeah, Clyde Drexler once. Okay. Yeah. So it's a, it's a long list. There's like 24 uh-huh. names in the Jordan era. There's 24 superstars that I have listed, and he faced them all 31 times. Mm-hmm. Um, in the Kobe slash LeBron era, um, I've got LeBron facing superstars 38 times. Mm-hmm. 38 times. And Kobe facing superstars, the same superstars, 35 times. Mm. So you're saying that they, overall, they had better. They played against better comp. LeBron and Kobe, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And between LeBron and Kobe, LeBron actually faced more of those superstars in the playoffs. Yeah. Okay. I. Again, I, I, but, well, how I are we see defining superstars, though. How are we defining? Yeah, that those and that may be a podcast for another day because I have a list of names. Like for LeBron, I have all the way down to 26, and Jordan 24. So it's close in the number of names. But the amount of appearances, like for example, I will be—I'll be, be honest. LeBron has played the Celtics um, five times, so Garnett and Pierce get five matchups against LeBron. Yeah, but yeah, but but that but that Celtics squad was no joke, man. Yeah. So like, I'll I will give that to LeBron. Right. 
Right, exactly. So, I mean, it, it's just something that I've chronicled, and we'll end up going through that at some point, but I'll, I'll go through the names. Um, <laughs> we could talk about that. But um, back to the last dance as we kind of get, get uh, wrapping up here. Let's see. Um, do you think they would have won a seventh? Uh, you know, look, they would have faced those Spurs, and those Spurs were, you know, you know Michael Jordan also said that he was so glad that that he never faced the Houston Rockets in the in the NBA Finals because he he thought that they had no answer for Hakeem in his prime. Yeah, Hakeem would have destroyed that. Oh, really? That would have been a, no, Although I Michael think Rod, always Rodman would have done a decent job on them. What Hakeem? <laughs> Hakeem would have eaten him alive. What, what it would have been. It would have been. It would have been the most difficult Finals matchup, hands down. Because that team, that squad team. was just stacked. Let me ask and you just on, really then quick. Then on the defensive end, he did a dominant force. What happened, what happened to Scotty that n- next year? Like, why wasn't he, he, went he, to, as he good? Went to Houston. No, 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 I know. But I'm just saying, why did his points per game drop? Like, why wasn't he playing well? well? Because, like, they wanted, they had Barkley and they had Hakeem. Hakeem. And Scotty is an open court player. He wants the ball in his hand and pushing it like a point guard, you know, getting out in transition. Tom John, uh, Rudy Tom uh, Janovich wanted them to slow down the, the pace, play a more half-court traditional low-post game to feed those guys. So Scotty was pretty much relegated to like a, to like a um, uh, spot-up shooter. Yeah. He can yeah. do that, but that's not his strength. Uh, but, okay, and then when he, when he went to Portland, you got to see a little bit of Scotty. He only played Scottie. one year in Houston. Yeah, and then he yeah, demanded the trade. He was sick and tight because Charles Barkley and him never really meshed. Yeah, he didn't. Barkley, I mean, he never thought Barkley worked hard enough. And uh, was Hakeem still on that team? Yep. Yeah, but he's also older. Yeah, he, he was, was older. Yeah, that squad is a lot of more has beens. Yeah, Scotty was. Scotty was thirty three at the time. So seventh championship. Kerr is the only player to have ever won four in a row. <laughs> Steve Kerr gets released and goes to uh, what was he released or traded? No, I think he was traded to the Spurs. Um, yeah, yeah, and then yeah. he Same goes time. on to. Oh yeah, that's right. He was on that squad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. So you think you don't think they would have actually done it? Some. I think they would be in the Spurs. I do think they would have had know. a difficult time against the Houston Rockets in the ninety four ninety five season. There was no way Scotty yeah, was yes. going to come back though. Of all the yeah, players, right. that's the thing. That's, what of all of those guys that were on the um, fence, Rodman, mm-hmm. Kerr, Jordan, Scotty, um, right. Scotty was not going to come back. Like, and that was definitely yeah. his yeah, last. Yeah, yeah. Scotty, Scotty just had a, such a disdain towards Cross. He wasn't coming back. Yeah, yeah. And because that's why he he demanded a trade. He demanded yeah. a trade, and even in the middle of that uh, last year, yeah, he, he said, I, "I'm never going to play um, for the Bulls." But I. Let me let me tell you like a short story about that game six, and and I I'm not sure if, if like Neil remembers this, but Neil spent the spent the uh, spent the weekend at my house because at the time he was living in Leonardtown, which is like an hour and a half away, so his family came and he spent the night at my house for that weekend. I remember, <laughs> and that was also the year that the Cavs were in the Stanley Cup, so it was oh, my dad yeah. myself. Nil and my mom in the kitchen, and Nil during commercial breaks would always ask my dad, "Go back to the Cavs game. Go yeah. back to the Cavs." <laughs> I do remember that because the game they were playing the, at the yeah. same time as yeah. Game Six. Wow! So I, so my dad always had to go back to the Cavs game and watch the Detroit, that. Like Detroit Red Wings. 
Yeah. Uh, we got swept that series, but yeah. I, I wanted to at least catch a little bit of it. But of yeah. course, Jordan was always the highlight and the main event. Some you remember when he hit that shot? Yeah. We ran around your house. <laughs> we ran around your house when Jordan hit that shot and, uh, and, over and Brian then, Russell. And then we called my best friend was Zeb Zeb Abayam. He was the biggest Jordan hater. I was talking so much trash to him on the phone. Wow. And, and 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 then just hung it up. Oh, oh man, man. <laughs> that was a moment. That was like. Do you I remember think was... where you were when Jordan hit that shot? I think it was just so... Oh, no, I definitely watched the game because at this point in my life, I was really invested in in basketball cards. So I was never a Jordan fan, but I was a Jordan basketball collector. And, I mean, just casual fan as in, like, I'm going to shoot hoops in the back... in, in the basketball hoop out out front, and I'm I'm yelling Jordan, I guess. Like, there were still mostly Bullets players, like Calvert Chaney and Tim Legler, that I would imagine myself being. Um, but Jordan was still the man. And so you had to watch. I don't remember exact my mind's eye, because I didn't watch with people or anything like that, but my mind's mm-hmm. eye just tells me that I was just in the kitchen watching on my 20 inch TV, watching that <laughs> game. Yeah. yeah I, I don't, I don't remember exactly where I was. I think it was the most watched, at least percentage wise. Some, some, I remember seeing like 25% of the country was watching that game, game six. Yeah. Really? Yeah, it was like I don't, a I don't really, really I don't high that. percentage of people that were just tuned into one basketball game. And By the only, way, that's potentially uh-huh. not Go even ahead. an oh, elimination wait. game. I, I was just gonna say I, I sent you guys the the link there on um, Wednesday night. ESPN's re-airing that game. Yeah, yeah, I know. In a high definition nice. and with behind the scenes footage. That's so like, gonna be like good. in timeouts and stuff. What what they're yeah. saying and stuff. Wow, that's gonna be dope. I gotta record that. The only, the only sad thing about this documentary, and it really breaks my heart, is that my friend Sanjay couldn't, um, couldn't uh, watch this monumental <laughs> series. He was preoccupied doing other things. So, Sanjay, my heart goes out to you, bro. Love yeah. you. He's missed out for sure. This was, this was an epic series. <laughs> what did it? Sour grapes. Did, uh, did Jordan retire, like, what, a couple weeks after that shot, right? No, he dude. retired. In, remember, they had the um, they the had lockout. the lockout, right? So he only retired in January of ninety nine, because they were still trying to. Uh, oh, okay, it was January so of ninety nine because they were still trying to get the you know the season started, and so then that kind of like delayed his. That's retirement. right, the lockout. Yeah, yeah. So I here's, remember. Here's my. I would go ahead. Uh, go ahead, B. No, you you remember what? I was in. Uh, where was I? Was it in fifth grade. Yeah, you were in fifth grade. Fifth grade at that time, right? Mm-hmm. We, uh, my, our PE coach was a big Jordan fan. We got a chance during PE class to watch Jordan's retirement speech. Oh man! In class because he wanted to watch Jordan <laughs> retire. Like that's how big of a deal Michael Jordan was. Like we didn't even have PE class that day. We watched his retirement on TV. Wow! And I still remember it. Like I remember sitting in class watching yeah. it. It was incredible. My Jordan I, story, I cried. the thing is with my Jordan story, it was much more related to his Wizards years than anything <laughs> else. <laughs> do you know he the day, then. do you know the day then. Jordan announced he's coming back? Yeah, was, September 11th. September 11, 2001. Really? Yeah. Like wow. that I remember very vividly. 
um, because of everything else that was going on. But yeah, that that's my Jordan. That's what I remember. And every game that I watched of Jordan, man, that was the most <laughs> Sabbath breaking I have ever done in my entire life. <laughs> watching those Friday <laughs> night games. No, oh, watching the oh, Wizards oh. games. Yeah. Um, but I, did you actually know that year that Jordan retired from the Bulls? Do you know why mm-hmm. he actually can't? That he has that messed up finger, the right finger. I I think he burnt his. He did no. He, he cut it. Yeah, he at, was playing some trip golf at, at the Bahamas or something, right? He was he playing cut it with a lighter or something. No, his cigar cutter. Or cigar cutter. So his yeah. cigar cutter. He was playing around with it, and it, he just I don't know what he did, but he cut a tendon in his finger. And yeah. this is the year that he was. I mean, this is this is the year after the last dance. And yeah. so then the lockout happens. He's on this golf trip, and he's messing around, and he cuts his finger with the cigar cutter. Um, and he probably would have been out for the rest of the year. So even oh, if he really? came back, yeah, that's what he's saying, because he ruptured oh, a tendon okay. on his right hand, oh. and he couldn't grip the basketball anymore. Yeah, which is what, his 13-inch hands? He yeah, exactly. And, of course, he came back. Fingers. Yeah, I know. That's, he yeah. came back he two years, so and unfair, it didn't look man. any worse. I envied him so much. It's so unfair. Six six build strength speed athletic ability then those massive mitts he didn't even have yeah. hands he had those he has mitts that just could just actually easily palm a ball while so we're easy. on that topic i i heard uh i heard i think it was a couple of weeks ago um that one of jordan's regrets as a gm for the wizards mm-hmm. um you know what he said that his biggest regret was when he drafted kwame brown mm-hmm. What? He said, never again will I ever draft a player that cannot palm a basketball. Oh, that's right. He, had, he did Kwame have small couldn't hands. palm a basketball? Kwame Brown could not palm a basketball. Oh, he always had to gosh. go up with two hands. He could never go up with one. Yeah. yeah. Jordan, six of Jordan continued Jordan. his... I remember Jordan being a pretty bad teammate with the Wizards also. I oh, mean, he, he, he had he to carry... He, he made Kwame Brown cry in practice. I know. <laughs> Poor Kwame. No, but, the only thing about these players, right, it's not like they're, like, small guys. Scott Burrell's his size. Kwame Brown's even bigger. Why just sock the dude, man? Just punch him. Oh, you do something. you be kidding me. Why? You, you, just, you just let someone do that to you. When you've Belittle grown like up, over and over when you've grown up idolizing this I, man. I, I told you I would different. do to that dude if I, was, if I was his teammate. If I was his size, <laughs> that dude is not talking to me like that. That's just not Jordan, happening. Jordan did mention at the end of episode 10, um, I think the the interviewer was asking him, like, did it feel good to go out on top? <clears throat> or did you feel like you you were done, like you had nothing left in the tank and you were you gave it all? Um, and his answer actually surprised me. He said that he he that is one of his, of his biggest regrets is that right. he still had it. He even felt like yeah. he was at his best because he used his mind a lot more. I wouldn't say he was at his best. He said that. Definitely some slippage. I know. But he, of course, he's going to say that. But he was not at his best. I, I, I remember distinctly seeing a lot, some slippage in that 98 season. But do you deny that he actually felt that way? Or is he just no, saying he, that for he, the documentary? Of course, documentary? he can say that way. I mean, of course, he, he might feel that way. But He's going to feel that no matter yeah, what. Yeah, of course, he's going to say, I'm, I'm still Michael Jordan. Right, yeah, but you're not. So, you're not. You're not prime, Michael Jordan. So we believe he believed that. Do yes. you hold it against him for walking away? Because no. the the reality was 
he thinks he's still the best. And he was seeing a rebuild in front of him. But but also he And he also- said, nah. No, because he, he was also because he didn't want to rebuild with a young team. Exactly. When, yeah. when when like you're like when you, when you're the best player and you're playing against with these rookies, you have no chance of contending, right? And then I think he also wanted to be loyal to Phil Jackson and Scotty Pittman. So if I can I can't have these two guys, I'm I'm just gonna walk away too. Yeah, that's one way to look at it. But another way to look at it is he he thought he was the best, and he just decided that well I'm not. I just don't uh, want to rebuild again, and he just but, walked away. But, and but what? But you have LeBron James, um, and and Kobe. Really, they're only going to leave when they can't do it anymore. The amount of years Kobe would stood bad teams, and he knew they were bad teams. But he was a lot younger than Michael too. He wasn't thirty. He was. I mean, when he signed that extension, right? But even after the back to back, right? He, but they were still a, they were still playoff teams though. Yeah, 2011, 2012, 2013 were still playoff teams. Then the Achilles happened, and then those three years after that, there were some bum. Teams. Right, right, right. He had no he had no squad. Then. Right, but even those years after, but he like, was he, he just, also just wasn't the same. Yeah, that that Achilles robbed him of all his athletic ability. Yeah, he couldn't do that. Was in Kobe Bryant. We all know that. Yeah, but there are just certain things like LeBron going to the Lakers. I mean, I think last year was very was very telling that he was willing to actually just be the the sole guy on that team knowing well, was it that... because of other reasons post career right could be. could be there's a lot there's a lot at play there for sure but if i would ask you guys if there was just one you know one uh, of all the 10 episodes just one um clip one segment one part of the the ten part docu series that really stood out to you the most, what would it be? When Jordan lost uh, to the security guard throwing coins. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, no. that's that the shrug. Yeah, the shrug was, was the best. Guard. Oh my gosh, that security guard was hilarious. Oh man, no. Um, Some you have a moment. Yeah, I mean, go ahead, B. You were, you started. Uh, what, what stood out to me the most? Um, dang. You you know what? The thing that impacted me the most, to be honest with you, uh, taking the totality of Jordan's career is that I didn't really understand the full relationship with him and his father and the fact that he was murdered. Um, like I knew those things conceptually, but I didn't really put two and two together. And so when I do frame Michael Jordan as this arrogant prick, which he was even before um, his father passed away, I think the the return of Michael Jordan was was all of those worst parts of him were heightened. But I think after losing your father in such a tragic way, I give him a little bit of of. Uh, of leeway because that's just that's crazy to me man he was do you know how old michael jordan was we look at michael jordan right now as this 50 plus year old dude that's telling stories of his greatness he was 30 years old when he lost he was younger than all three of us younger than all three of us um so that story which was the first six episodes of this whole thing um were just some of the best tv i've ever watched even the last the last four was just amazing too, but 
Um, I really like the backstory of all the players coming together and then Michael Jordan. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, so yeah. so probably my my favorite part. Of course, I'm going to be biased here because, but but that but that clip of Kobe and you know a 19 year old Kobe meeting a 34 year old 35 year old Jordan, and what what Michael said, this little Laker boy is going to take I try to take everybody one on one. Oh, that was good. <laughs> to open and that then, episode that way too was just fantastic. And then it said, you know, I, I mean, I mean, as a diehard Kobe fan and. It was it was it was very hard to see, difficult to see. Um, uh, but yeah, you know that was that was my favorite, and and also there was another one that I that I really liked was when he got emotional towards the end of games, uh, episode seven, and he said that if you don't want to play that way, don't play that way. Right. And that was also a nice moment, essentially saying, look, I play with a certain type of fire and competitiveness. If you don't want to play that play that way. You don't have to play that way. This is how I played, which I fully understood as well. Yeah. So that was also my my favorite moment. No. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and I, I was just saying, just kind of like a clip or in general, but like what what was pretty pretty cool to me, or I thought was, um, I think episode six or whatever, when they chronicled and highlighted uh, his uh, his Space Jam year, when mm-hmm. Warner Brothers built that facility for him. And actual NBA players came to help Michael get back into shape again. Like, yeah. and, and then oh, they, yeah. uh, Reggie Miller called it one of some of the best basketball I ever played, uh, games true. I've ever played in. Like, I never that knew was that. Just yeah. So cool. Like, you had you know Miller out there, Barkley out there, everyone, Magic out there, just just coming back to just just play pickup games after yeah. Jordan was done filming for the day. Like that was that was just that was just awesome to me. Yeah. But but also you know one thing that I, that I really like admired about Reggie Miller, he had no fear of Michael Jordan. Oh yeah, he definitely None. did not. Yeah, definitely. Because look, we all forget just because he didn't win a championship, this man was a monster competitor, a, a mean competitor. He just didn't have the talent to really win championships. He got he got to it in two thousand, but just the just the just the dogged fight in him, that yeah. was really like man, he just went at Michael. He said, I don't care if you're Michael Jordan. I'm, gonna, I'm coming at you. Yeah. It's sad Bulls? that they only had that one match, man. I, I really know. wish. Because yeah. we got to see the Knicks versus Jordan like five times. Yeah. But we only Bulls, had, Pacers, and Bulls and Knicks man. were always just that so fun to watch. Just money. Just that money Pacers basketball. team, man, to be that quite honest nice. with you, that was the best team Jordan had ever faced in his whole career. Might have been, man. Probably. I mean, the, that, the that, Pistons that, had that, some. That was built. The Pistons had something about them that were just different, but just from top down with that Pacers team, with Larry Bird freaking coaching, too. Larry Bird's a killer, too. Yeah. Larry Bird's a straight killer, too, man. Reggie Miller hits that iconic three at the end of what what was that game? Um, I I love the I love the push on Jordan too. Yeah, the yeah. push is oh, just so great. good. And he was like, "Oh, I delicately tapped him." <laughs> I was like, "Get the heck out of here!" But Larry Bird was, just completely stone faced. He doesn't even react because he knows uh, that Reggie, Michael. Cause, cause look, this guy knows with Jordan. You know, yeah. if there's a, a point four left. Michael yes. still has enough time. So he he's like, like, oh, there's 0. 0. 0.7 seconds left. You see zero <laughs> reaction from Larry Bird. <laughs> Larry Bird was, like, Bird, was just like, Bird was just like Michael, man. They were straight competitors. So yeah. especially with like game-winning shots, it's give them a little bit of time. Yeah, That's all they need. And, and Jordan almost, almost hit it. He almost, almost hit it. What a shot if he hit that, man. Oh, oh man. What a shot. That was Jeez. what, game one or game two? 
That was game four. Four, I think. Uh, yeah, four. Yeah, yeah. Scotty missed. Oh, remember, cool. Scotty missed those those two free throws. Come yeah, on, Scotty. I know, Scotty. Missed it's such a defensive play in deflecting the ball. You can't, oh, Scotty. I am mad that they didn't show the Scotty. Um, the mailman is doesn't deliver oh. on Sundays. That's uh, one of the most iconic yeah, trash talk uh, moments in NBA history. Scotty okay, saying that to Carl, and Carl missing both free throws, but uh, but. But that, but that dunk on Ewing, oh that gosh. might have been one of the oh. most Ooh. ridiculous facials. Disrespect, for sure. And he tells Spike Lee, like, step back sit down, sit bro. Down. <laughs> step back down. And, and, that, and that's not like Scotty. Scotty has a stood over more mellow demeanor. You know? Yeah, Scotty's not that tight. So when he gets, like, you knew he was, like, he was, he was feeling it, that, yeah. that game. Scott, but that dunk, it, people don't understand the athlete Scotty Pippen was, man. He was Six, unbelievable. eight. Man. Could just jump out of the gym, long arms, strength, power, error. Just yeah, it, he dunked on a guy who's seven feet tall. Yeah. It's not like he dunked on a guy who's five ten. Yeah. Like, he knocked him down. So perfect Scotty. frame to play for basketball. Beautiful yeah. frame, man. unbelievable. Yeah. Um, I, I, did you learn anything, Sam? I, I do want to ask you that. I the one thing I didn't know yeah. was that, and I, I was learned why I'm, why I hate Michael Jordan. This I, guy, we <laughs> this guy. <laughs> What'd you learn, B? I, I as a big wrestling fan, like I love WWF. <laughs> I love WWE. Um, that I hope to be a ten part series at some point because that would be probably the second most no- nostalgic thing to me. Because a lot of my childhood was dedicated to following those wrestlers. I had no clue that... Because I knew Dennis Rodman. And I knew Dennis Rodman joined the NWO and Hulk Hogan. And he came um, to... I don't know if that was Monday Night Raw or if that was another... If that was a pay-per-view event where he's hitting DDP in the back. But I didn't know that was in the middle of the finals. (laughs) What a move. Dennis Rodman, man. Oh. I don't know how Michael and Scotty he, put up with that fool. He just played know. by a different set of rules. I think he was so good that no, Phil he played and by Michael, no rules. Yeah, pretty he didn't much. have any rules. Phil and Michael, they just had to manage him. They're like, this is Dennis, and we need him. But we, think, he just has to be managed. Can you imagine playing with uh, playing with like a teammate like that? How annoying that would be I when know. you're in the middle of 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 a championship run. And this guy wants to take two week vacations, go to WW, whatever he went to, and wrestle i mean the funny uh, thing is jordan was such a big prick to scott burrell and um randy what's his name i don't know like just all the all the kind of role players that just didn't do anything for the team but was just such a prick dennis rodman he was the nicest guy in the world to dennis Rodman. because first of all dennis rodman might beat that beat that guy up if he said something dennis rodman was a truck man he was built that dude yeah he would hurt you if you wanted to. Yeah. All right. So wrapping it up, I gave you my 10 part series wish. So what about for you guys? I would say wrestling, which is the WWF, WWE, Vince McMahon. Um, I think who was it? Tony Reale kind of said it on um, around the horn. The best parts of docuseries it are um, villains and it's like an antagonist and protagonist. And when you have mm-hmm. that, then you have some, and Michael Jordan was both of those things for this. And that's what made it partly so compelling. Right. Um, because you loved him, you hated him and you loved to hate him, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, 
so do you guys have any wish anything on your wish list as we end for a 10 part series <laughs> a 10 part series for me i think hands down uh, it would be the uh the dynasty of the new england patriots i would love to see the behind the scenes with bill belichick tom brady you know That'd how they constructed uh, the six championships that they won together, and you know why Tom how, Brady is yeah. the greatest also, quarterback. All, of all also, time. also how the, how they also got away with cheating all those years. Too, That's right behind now. the scenes. That's the real footage <laughs> we want to see, right? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good good. Good. I finally yeah, see how Deflategate it was a hoax. Deflategate was not really Deflategate. So. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. The the couple other ones that I heard thrown out there is um, the rise and fall, not really fall, but just Tiger Woods in general. Oh, that would be a good one. I think one. there's That'd a, a there's one. a lot to unpack there because even at a very young age, he was introduced to the game and just uh, expected to be one of the greatest and turned out to be the just that. And of course, LeBron. I mean, that's just the, the obvious answer is LeBron James being chosen when the the three peat dynasty Lakers maybe for you so. <laughs> But but you know they I mean going back to the to the three P dynasty Lakers I think they are thinking of doing a Kobe documentary too, highlighting his yeah. last year. Mm. Yeah, the camera would be crew. Very, that'd be very hard for me to watch. Oof. Yeah. Uh, that would be hard. They, even that even haters wouldn't wouldn't want to watch that. I mean, I'd, I'd watch it. I mean, I, I mean, you you of course you're gonna watch it, right? But it would bring sadness to your sadness to you. Oh yeah. 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 As much as you hated the guy, you know, you never want someone to go out like that, man. Yeah. Especially, I mean, some of the best elements of the Last Dance are are going to be shared in whatever Kobe's series would be, because these two were just so dedicated to their craft, like none other. That that I can be almost rest assured that we won't see anybody that's that dedicated to basketball as these guys. Yeah. These guys, they're just wired differently. They just think differently. They just are just different individuals. I, I, I will say yeah. this one thing. If Kobe had arrived a little bit sooner, Man, I, I love do to not see think Jordan, I don't think Jordan retires. I think part of the reason yeah. Jordan retired was there was just no more mountains to climb. Like, and that was it. Yeah. Like, and that's why he, and he retired was, he was in 93. Old. He was 36 years old. No, but, no, no, he's talking about the first time. No, I'm talking about both times. I'm talking about both times. Because even Jordan, I mean, if he had a next best, like there was this, well, there's this young hotshot <laughs> guy that is um, going to be the next best Michael Jordan, and we and they've already arrived there. Because um, mm. the whole documentary went over all these individuals, Gary Payton, Clyde Drexler, Charles Barkley. Um, you're going to give them the MVP. Uh, well, I'm going to give you this. I'm going to give you this L. So, like, yeah. this is what Jordan did. He even made up stories in his own mind about things that didn't even happen. LeBradford Smith story? Yeah. 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 Just so, like, he just lied just to get himself riled up. So that does, I will say that that benefits Kobe's career, that does benefit LeBron's career, because they can at least always look back as Mike as the measuring stick. I mean, I know that they got things in front of them, like the Golden State Warriors and and um multiple other players in the league that are and even to Neil's point at the beginning you have so many different players that are vying for the crown now in Jordan's era there was no doubt and that's partly because Jordan was that great but it's also partly because there was just nobody else that's that's a good point and and like I will say this to be fair um 
as great as all these other players were, and look, I didn't see the whole ESPN top ten ranking, which is a complete joke. Focus. We all we all can Focus. we all can agree with me, you know, like agree on that. Yeah. But in fairness to all of Jordan's comp, as great as Magic Bird and Isaiah Barkley were, Michael never faced a player like a Kobe Bryant in his prime or a LeBron James in his prime. And it would have been very compelling to see how that would transpire. Because, look, they're, yes, they're not Michael Jordan, but they're also hell of, hell of players. I mean, they're, look, I'm telling you, man, I'm not going to you know, sneeze at the notion that he would just toast them. He's not. Because these two are also different. Kobe yeah, and LeBron yeah. are different, different players. Name a player like a Kobe Bryant that Michael faced. The closest thing was a Clyde Drexler. And in the Clyde prime, Drexler, right? Come on. I know. Kobe prime? And he, Okay, and then if you, want, if you want to go to LeBron. Name a player like LeBron in Jordan's era. Nobody. Like, yeah. these guys were just, they, they were also freaks. They really were. Who was probably yeah. the closest? I mean, Charles? Is Charles the closest to, like... Maybe Magic. Maybe Magic. No, maybe Magic was already too but, old when he faced and, him. And he's not near the athlete that LeBron is. LeBron is like a souped-up version of Magic Johnson. Yeah. yeah. Really. Probably. A 6'9 guy who can pass the ball like no other and can score, too. So, in fairness to those two, they would have given Michael... All, and they could have even beaten him. I'm not putting it past him. Well, I, it's I'm possible. Really I, do I think Jordan wins six out of eight in this era? Probably not. But do I still think he's probably the, still the, he wins the most? I think so. With just the way he was and just how he was, how he just could never lose. And with that same type of a team, I think he could have. But I think another thing, just to kind of my last thought here, is just that I hope that the generation, that this generation now, like even even some current NBA players or um, those you know, uh, people, those kids born in the 2000s. I hope mm-hmm. they watched this series and just got a glimpse of why <laughs> why we all say that Jordan is the greatest player of all time. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, it was he was a phenomenon, man. He really, yeah. he really was. We I watched all each, each episode like three to four times every week. Are you serious? The same? Yes, wow! I recorded it. And I would just watch him over and over again throughout the week. Like it was just so good, just so good. That's yeah. the thing. And if you love basketball, if you truly love basketball, you can't help but just at least, even if you never really got to witness him live, uh, if you were watching games when he was actually playing them, watching this mm-hmm. documentary, you just can't help but just be amazed by how good this man was at that game. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing, man. Phenomenal. No, nothing like him. Nothing like yeah, him. Nothing like him. What are we gonna watch now, man? That's the depressing part. Well, but... hopefully, hopefully, there's some, there's some, mm-hmm. there's some rumors that the NBA is starting to, you know, yeah, we're come t- back in in small in in short small phases, and hopefully that comes about quickly. I think, I think by June. I think June next month. Some stuff will start coming back. Yeah, what did what are they Adam Silver? They're going to shorten the NBA season, and have it end in no, August. No, no, straight straight playoffs, straight, straight playoffs. playoffs. And you know oh. what they might do? They might just shorten next year's season. So, so instead of of starting in in uh, October, they may make it like that night, January. that ninety eight, that I'm sorry, or, or that ninety nine season, 
where they play like 50 games right. or whatever. Yeah. I think that's a smart thing to do. I think that's a really smart thing to do. I mean, there's precedence too, because you did it in 98, 99. So yeah. might as well just stick to that. Just start it into the new year, 2021, the next season. Um, but yeah, what do they say? Two to four weeks, Adam Silver is going to give it that amount of time before they make the call. So fingers crossed. Hopefully by yeah. the next time we, I, we do a yeah. podcast, we'll have some more news that it's, it's good to go. Hopefully, man. Yep. Well, that's the end of the last dance. That's the end of this week's podcast. We thank you all for listening. As always, we'll be back in two weeks to talk about whatever is happening in the sports world. But for now, this is Shut Your Face signing off. Peace. Deuces. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.